Hi, welcome to the Inspired Painter Podcast. My name is Jessica Libor, and I am a Philadelphia-based artist, curator, and art professor, as well as artist coach. In this podcast, I cover topics vital to the success of emerging and established artists, like inspiration, mindset, art business relationships, and artist career strategy. You'll also hear interviews from art world luminaries who share their wisdom. My goal for this podcast is for you to feel encouraged, inspired, and in control of your art career, and to help you become the best artist that you can be. Good morning, my beautiful artist friends. I hope you're doing well. I am recording this in my new house. I'm officially moved in. It's very exciting. Uh, For those of you who don't know, I moved from my house in Philadelphia to a house in the main line. Um, It's in the woods, which I love. And um, it's surrounded by this like forest of trees and there's moss everywhere. And my favorite room of the house is this Uh, I call it the sunroom, but it's like, it's almost like a greenhouse off of the back. It's part of the house, but it's like surrounded by like 10 windows, like all around me. And I can see the trees everywhere. And um, I have brought in all my plants and it's kind of like a jungle in here. And I absolutely love it. It's such an inspiring room and I'm really just enjoying it so much. Um, so yeah, I am, I'm recording this in my sunroom and, um, I'm so excited to bring to you today's topic, which is about creating a sacred studio sanctuary. So this is very, um, applicable to me right now because I am closing up my, um, my public facing studio in Philadelphia and I am going to be working from home. Um, this makes sense for me for a couple different reasons. Um, I realized that I've had like a separate studio from my house for a couple years, and I've realized that um, I actually end up doing most of my work from home anyway. And then I use the studio as like something like a showroom kind of for collectors to come by and um, sometimes for events. But I realized that. Um, you know, the collectors that I was having coming by, these are people that I know and I trust. Um, and, you know, I wouldn't invite them in otherwise. And they're people that I would be fine with having in my home. And um, and so, and as far as events, I often have uh, amazing venues like offer up their spaces to me uh, for events. Uh, so, I I don't really feel that I need an outside studio right now, and it's actually much more convenient for me to to work from home and to kind of commit, at least for this point um, in my life, to work from home. So I'm excited for that transition, but that means that I am actually making my studio space here at home and not just like using the kitchen table or something. So there's this really cool room off of the back, like near the garage, that uh, it was the previous owner's workshop. And so there's lots of room for tools and there's already these, um, you know, these shelving units and everything. And it has these like really cool windows. And 
So it's the perfect studio space. I've already set up some of it, but um, I was thinking a lot about like what makes for a good working environment for an artist, and I thought it would be a really good podcast episode because you know we're all artists here, and we're all creating not only the art that we create, but also our experience creating it and our lives. And our workspace is such a big part of what we do. And we spend so much time there. And, you know, spaces actually really do impact you. They impact how you create. They impact the ideas that you have. And they're just really important. So let's talk a little bit about five ways that I recommend to create a sacred studio sanctuary. So my number one tip is to make it comfortable. So you're not going to want to go in there if it's uncomfortable for you and you'll find reasons to just stay away. So the basic comforts are like heating and cooling. So you want to make sure that it's heated um, if it's if you're in a warmer climate, you want to make sure that there's like air conditioning. So a lot of times um, the studio is somewhere like your garage or some other part of a building that's not really part of the house or someplace insulated. So do what you can to really make it comfortable as far as the temperature. So there's really great options for you know portable heaters. You can just go to Home Depot or your local hardware store and find some things that really work for you, um, like electric heaters. Um, you can also, if you're like living in the tundra, you can get like a wood burning stove, which is such a cozy vibe. Oh my gosh, I would love to have a wood burning stove. Um, so just think about what you would need to be comfortable in your studio because what you don't want is like for you to have to put on like a parka every time you go outside or you go into your studio because you're you're not going to want to do that um, and you're not going to paint as much because you won't be comfortable. So really try to find ways to make that studio space comfortable. The other thing is um, make sure that your your surroundings are comfortable. Like if you're somebody who likes comfy rugs um, or if you like, you know, padded furniture somewhere in the studio so that if you're tired, you can just take a quick rest. Or if you have like a visitor, they can like sit in like a nice comfy chair. Or if you want to take a break from painting, you can just curl up in a cozy chair and like um, look at some art books. You want to make sure that you have space and um, and a comfortable space to relax and because as you know as an artist I feel like half of art is like thinking about it <laughs> at least for me like sometimes I'll just well I'll be working on a piece and I'll just like sit there and look at it for like a half an hour I'll uh, I'll take a couple steps back I'll walk around the room and sometimes I'll just sit in front of it and like think about the piece and what it needs or um, the colors in it, and you want to have a comfortable space to do that and um, really honor yourself in that way. Like you are worth it. You are not just a painting machine. You are a human being who, you know, we are drawn to comfort. Like we need it actually. Like it's like, it's a biological thing. Like we, we really need it to survive. So really um, honor yourself and uh, get yourself some comfy surroundings. And I know people are hesitant to 
invest in nice furniture for their studio and I totally get it because eventually some paint will probably get on it but I would encourage you to like maybe look on Craigslist or look on um, Facebook Marketplace or something like that and find some furniture that you like that's maybe free or um or like a lower investment so that you don't have to worry about it as much like being in your studio. Or you could just go ahead and get something nicer and um, and just really believe that you're worth that. And um, yeah, so whatever resonates with you, but make sure that you have a space that you feel really comfortable in. The other thing that I wanted to recommend, so number two is to bring in inspiration. So you want to be, you don't want to be just in like this white box to create. You want to bring in inspiration. So things that inspire you. Now this will be different for everybody, but for me, I love to bring nature inside. So like when I go on my walks, like I find really interesting rocks or like, I don't know, uh, leaves, things like that, (laughs) that I find really interesting. And I actually have them like all around my house and in my studio as well. And I also have like a crystal collection. I love all the different like facets that reflect light in crystals. I think they're so gorgeous. I can just get lost in them. And so bring in things from the natural world that are very inspiring to you, or maybe places that you've been, like that you've traveled to, that you have really interesting objects that you've found or taken back with you from like all your travels. Bring those into your studios so that you can be reminded of their inspiration and that it's always fresh for you. You could also bring in, um, you know, you can hang or post pictures by your favorite artists. If you're somebody who, uh, you know, you have like a prized piece that you really love by like a favorite artist, you could bring that into your studio just to serve as a reminder of like what you're kind of shooting for or what's possible for you. You could also post some of your favorite quotes, like some inspiring quotes that really get you going, get you inspired, creative, and motivated. Um, And yeah, and also plants are really, really good for your studio. Not only do they look pretty and feel great just when you walk into a space, but they're also wonderful for natural detoxification for your studio space because Unfortunately, not all of us artists are able to work like all natural because our mediums kind of demand that we use different chemicals sometimes. So bringing some really great plants, like some jungly kind of plants into your studio space will really help to detoxify the air because that's what plants do. They, they give you the freshest air and they take like contaminated air and they, they purify it. So fill your studio with plants and, um, and it will not only lift your mood, but it will also make you healthier by transforming the air. So, and then also flowers, you could bring in flowers or plant flowers in your studio so that you always have, um, you know, constantly new blooms. Um, I love orchids. I think orchids are really beautiful. Um, Trader Joe's always has like great deals on orchids. So, um, and you know, you buy one orchid and it lasts, it blooms for like two months, at least that's how it is for me. And, um, it, they last so much longer than like cut flowers. So think about ways to bring the outside in, because if you're a human being, you are naturally 
going to feel better when you're around nature. It's just science. So bring in nature, bring in your favorite quotes, bring in your favorite artists, um, just anything that inspires you, bring in that inspiration. All right, so number three is to remove distractions. So try leaving your phone outside of your studio, at least for like, you know, part of the time that you're working in your studio. Or if that's not practical for you, put it on the other side of the room and um, make sure that you don't touch it for a part of, you know, the time that you're painting. So this has really been really transformational for me. I did this in an extreme version when I was in my residency in France. Um, I would, you know, go the whole day basically without touching my phone and, um, except for music. So I would just like put basically put it on airplane mode and just put music on, um, to listen to. And I got so much done, like without those tiny constant distractions of like, Oh, this person texted me. Oh, this person posted this. Um, Oh, you got a new email, like turn off all of your notifications at least for a predetermined uh, point in time, like an hour or like two hours or something like that. And just focus. And without those like pinpoints of distraction, you are going to get into flow so much easier. You're going to get, you'll be amazed at how much you can get done. So try to make that part of your rituals is to remove the distraction, especially for your phone. And one thing that's helpful is to try to make your studio like a separate part of the house if you live with other people. Like make it a separate part of the house where you can close the door. So, uh, you know, you can let the people that you live with know, you know, this is my studio time. Um, This is two hours and then, you know, and then I'll be done. And, uh, you know, just make it, make it, um, make it like your time. And, you know, you can tell the people that, you live with that this is important and it's part of your livelihood and your mission and um, and you're able to close that door and basically be in your own world just for that point of time. So removing distractions is really important because it actually helps you make your best work and get into that flow. And number four, creating a daily studio ritual. So this is really powerful because it gets back to your mission and your purpose as an artist. So if you, if you create like a daily studio ritual um, or whenever you go into your studio, it doesn't have to be daily. Maybe you paint like three times a week, um, you know, create like a studio ritual that reminds you of your purpose as an artist. This can be an affirmation. This can be a, um, you know, this can be anything that really makes a difference for you. You can say a prayer. You can repeat affirmations. You can, um, you can speak out loud your intention. You can read your intention. Um, you can meditate for like two minutes. Um, you can look at a piece of art, one of your favorite pieces of art. Maybe you print that out or something. And you can just like look at that and then say an intention, something like that. Something to really center you and remind you of kind of what you're shooting for, what your purpose is, and your highest work as an artist. And maybe you have a way of setting your paints out or um, preparing things for when you paint. So create that habit of 
whatever you need to do to get into the space of being fully prepared and ready to complete your mission, basically, um, as an artist. So creating your studio ritual, create your own ritual, whatever feels good for you. So number five, and this is the last one, and I think this is really important. It's been really important for, in my life, um, is to take out any art you've created that you no longer resonate with, you dislike, or you aren't proud of. This drags down your energy into the past and it makes you feel heavy. So if you are storing like a lot of artwork that you don't like anymore and you have it in your studio, maybe you even have it like hanging in your studio everywhere, this can subconsciously make you feel like you shouldn't make any more art because the work that you've created, you don't like. So it can make you feel like you're a failure when in reality, these are just touch points of you know, your journey and these were stepping stones that are leading you in the direction of your highest work. But you don't need to live in those stepping stones. You don't need to live there. They're just, um, they're just points along the journey, especially if you don't like them anymore. So anything that you don't feel like really exhilarated, really like amazed, really proud of, that you really love, um, you know, take that down from your studio walls, put it somewhere else, like store it in your basement, store it in your garage, um, store it in your attic, store it in wherever you store your art. And, um, or you can find ways to either gift it, you can gift it to collectors, um, or, you know, you can, you can donate it, or you can find other ways to kind of let it live its own life outside of you. Um, but you don't want to just hang on to it because it's something that you spent time on. Um, if you don't really like the, the end result or the vibe of that art right now. So make space, um, make space for blank space really, because you want to live into your future. That's the point I want to make. So you want to lean into your future as an artist and what you are going to create, what's possible for you, um, the skills that you have yet to uncover, you know, the artwork that is going to be your masterpieces. And if you constantly have mediocre artwork hanging up all around you that you don't like, it's not going to inspire you to create your highest, best work and get you onto like a new plane. What will inspire you is um, the space, having the space to be like, wow, you know, I can create something now and the sky's the limit and I'm only limited by my imagination and what's in the past is in the past and, you know, my future is waiting for me to execute what's meant to be. So, yeah, that's what I wanted to say, especially that last one I think is really important, but make it comfortable, bring in inspiration, remove distractions, create a daily studio ritual, and take out anything that you no longer resonate with. So that is what I have for you guys today. I hope that you found it inspiring. Um, I hope you're having a happy holiday, by the way. Um, I have my tree up and it's really pretty and I love I love the holidays. I love Christmas time. And hopefully we'll get some snow here. Just a light dusting. I think that'd be nice. Um, and I have been doing a lot of one-on-one -on -one coaching with you guys. Um, it's been really, really great. 
And if you are interested in doing a one-on-one session with me where we can look at your art career and strategize next steps for you, um, what you want to do in the new year, perhaps, and creating a plan for you, uh, prioritizing things, um, looking at your website, whatever you want to do to kind of elevate your art your and your art career, I would love to help you with that. Um, those sessions are one-on-one. Um, it's just a one-hour Zoom session, so I can do it if you're anywhere in the world. And you can um, purchase a session in um, at the Visionary Artist Salon, and you can check that out on the website. Um, just go to the Shop tab, and you can see the Artist Guidance Session. And I would love to help you out with that. I love working with you guys, and I've I've had some great feedback lately, and it just feels such it feels so good to like be making a difference and to be empowering you guys. Also, if you're interested in the Luminary Artist Academy, I'm going to be relaunching that in the new year um, with some group coaching sessions. If you already have purchased the um, the Luminary Artist Academy you will be able to, um, you'll be able to partake in those sessions for free. Um, but if not, you might be interested in doing the Luminary Artist Academy this, in the new year. Uh, I've found that winter is the perfect time to really buckle down and create some amazing works so that like in the spring and summer you can exhibit, um, cause spring is great for, for exhibiting and a lot of people collect art. Um, in the springtime. It's kind of like we're coming out of hibernation or something. So the winter is a perfect time to really buckle down and create your best work. And that's what the Luminary Artist Academy is all about. It's all about creating and elevating your work um, and your art career on all levels um, from the inside out by rebuilding those limiting beliefs to, um, to creating your best work, to getting more press, to getting exhibitions, um, to organizing your studio. Basically, it's it's the most comprehensive art course that I have ever seen, and um, and I've taken a lot of art courses, and um, this is everything that I know about being an artist. So that's what the Luminary Artist Academy is. If you're interested in that, you can check that out um, at the Visionary Artist Salon, and I would recommend, uh, you know. Um, if you're thinking about it, please send me a email and, um, I would love to chat with you more about it and, um, hopefully enroll you in the new year. So yeah, thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys are having an awesome week and I will speak to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to the inspired painter podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate you leaving a five-star review with your experience. This helps other people discover the podcast who might be encouraged by it as well. And if you are interested in booking a coaching call with me to create a plan for your art career and overcome limits that may be holding you back, please visit the link in the show notes or send me a DM on Instagram at Jessica Libor Studio. I can't wait to hear from you. Until next time, stay inspired.